so we find ourselves outside of Calhoun's for Angel and Billy, how do you find each other in the parking lot? It is almost the lunch rush on a Saturday. Well, Angel would not be in Calhoun's parking lot. Okay. She would find a spot where she could see Calhoun's and the front door, but she would not be in Calhoun's parking lot. Street parking, if I need. Well, Calhoun's has a real big parking lot, so street parking, I don't know how well you would be able to see, but you're probably able to find a spot either, like, across the street, because there's something across the street. I don't remember what. So you you will be able to find a spot. Well, I believe that Millie, being the soul of subtlety that she is, will probably be parking her very lavish and expensive and ostentatious car in Calhoun's parking lot unless she has been instructed otherwise and is going to stand outside looking around and wondering where her friend is at. Yeah, because all you know is that the stranger is going to be at Calhoun's and you assume Angel's somewhere. You get a text at this point across the street delightful. She's definitely going to look around full, like, John Travolta meme. Just where is it? And then wander across the street. As I say, probably pretty easy to spot. I don't imagine there are many Teslas in the small town. Very fair. Oh, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) I figure with gas prices, a fancy car is definitely a Tesla. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. But I will say, it sticks out a little bit less at Calhoun's, because Calhoun's is a nice place to go. And let's be real, the the old men or the whatever fancy name they call themselves, no one actually calls them that. Those wizards in question drive the fancy sports cars that are absolutely the look how rich I am sports cars. You know? Because there's like the nice sports cars, and then there's the ones where it's definitely they're trying to show off how rich they are. Hmm. Which means, you know, they're not actually rich-rich. They're just kind of rich. They're McMansion rich. They are incredibly vain and have been using magic to extend their lives and make themselves stop aging for a while now. Another reason they hate the nickname the old men. Fabulous. Well, good. So the people with the two most ostentatious cars outside of the old men have pulled up very close to this restaurant. So I suppose Milia will wander across the street and find the Tesla and, you know, do that really obnoxious thing where the door might be unlocked, but she's going to, like, knock on the window anyway before she tries the doorknob and then gets in the car. Mm-hmm. You mean door right. I don't think Tesla's have doorknobs. Well, they kind of, they flip out. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. The Dumb flippy joke. bit. <laughs> All right, so... Don't know how long they're going to be here. So if you could go inside, make sure if you can get a seat where you've got eyes on them and then let me know when they leave. All right. Could you not have texted me that when I was already in the parking lot and looked a lot less suspicious? I hate texting, but yes, I get your point. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Good. Does Calhoun's have a bar? I don't know that I've been here yet. Yes, there's a bar. Fabulous. 
So I'm going to sit at the bar and I will be texting you because then I don't have to speak. That'll work. Grand. Is there anything else that I should know about this? Your texts are very brief. I don't really have much, except that powerhouses are meeting here and the assumption is, given the nature of the meeting, that they're meeting with the... you-know-who. Ah. Delightful. Then yes, I will go inside. Please have your phone out, and I will be texting you everything as it happens. Good. Grand. So Millie will teeter her way back across the street and go get herself a seat at the bar. And I assume like most bars, there's a mirror behind the bottles so that she can kind of keep an eye on what's going on behind her. Yeah, there, there's that, and there's conversation stuff going around where if you like kind of sit sideways it wouldn't look too weird and I believe there's I don't remember if Cal Hoons has TVs but I'm going to say this one does have a couple of TVs so you can have the excuse um, pretend like you're looking at one of those to look around too I feel like Millie's the sort of girl who like pulls a book out of her purse and starts reading it at the bar while like sipping from wine glasses Yes, that very much fits. I think that would be an interesting time to introduce our guest. So, Isabel, you are here. You've been tasked with keeping an eye and trying to gather information on the stranger and people who seem to be connected with him. When you see this... Millie, can you describe your how you look like? Millie is a small blonde woman with short blonde hair. She wears turtlenecks all the time. She's probably got a sweater on. It doesn't matter what the temperature is. Everything about her is classy, but a little antiquated. Yeah, she's just very pale across the board. So if you get if you get in the vampire vibes from her, that yeah, this would be most likely correct. So you see this tiny little person hop up to the bar, order a glass of wine. She's got a book. And she's probably sitting in a spot where you can easily see, because I'm going to say there's, like, some tables and stuff cordoned off, and the old men, I don't think they've arrived yet, but you can see where the table's blocked off. So I would also say that Millie is probably non-too-subtly keeping an eye on the door, and it very much looks like she's waiting for someone. Yeah. Again, subtlety just not her strong suit. I literally just described th that their cars are there. <laughs> so the wizards yeah. are there. I'm going to say the stranger is not there yet. So maybe that's who Millie is very not subtly looking for. This is great. This is great. Probably the most subtle person decided to stay in the car. That's because even if they sniff her out, they won't have sniffed me out. Exactly. And Millie is fine with this because she's fairly sure that she's more dangerous than Angel is. So, worse things worse, she can fight her way out. She's happy to take that bullet. Potentially, literally. That's an assumption. <laughs> so is Isabel just getting to the restaurant then? Or does she know about this a while ago? I'll say you've probably been aware for a little bit longer either you've been kind of keeping an eye on these things or someone else you know 
alerted you so you would know to be there because this could be a very good place for gathering information because George wants to know. Yep, what the boss wants, boss gets. <laughs> you don't mess with George. No. You like George to be on George's good side. George is a good boss. George is also a dragon. I assume, like, as long as you don't try to upset George or just repeatedly fail, you're relatively okay. Yeah. And you're good at your job. That's why you were one of the few kind of trusted with this. Does Millie sort of look back and forth between, like, the wizards and the door, or she just sort of keeps on glancing at the door? I mean, she's definitely looking at the wizards, but it's in the mirror, because she thinks that will be more subtle, and it can absolutely not be. Like, you could 100% peg that, but she thinks she's doing a great job. Okay. So, Isabel, would you like to either put a face to a name to see if you know who this is, or do you want to try and figure her out? I also want to throw out there that, as far as my web, Kyle and I have some traded favors via George helping protect my my theater. Oh yeah, I forgot that George also protects the theater. So, there's a potential that George might have given some sort of heads up to Isabel. As if George is aware that you're there, but... Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, so, do you want to roll to put a face to a name? Okay, sure. Okay, so you're going to be rolling with power. Power? Okay. No, not power. Night. Wrong one. Night. Ooh. I was just like, wait, I've been okay. over this, so... Okay, that's an 11. Cool. Okay. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I have a minus one tonight, so. On a hit, you know the reputation. Okay. Millie's a new vampire in town, kind of stays away from the other vampires. She owns Elza Theater. She's originally from here. Left for a while and came back within the past, I'm gonna say, year or so. I don't know if we've exactly established how long you've been back, Millie. Yeah, it's been for about a year. Although I'll note she was gone for, like, almost a hundred, so. Okay. As I said, vampire. Yeah. On a 10+, plus, you've dealt with them before, learned something interesting and useful about them, or they owe you a debt. Oh. So, one of my thoughts is, knowing your character, there was... A period of time where Millie was unsure if a certain person was going to be following her or coming for her upon her return. So it would make sense if George had assigned you or asked you to keep an eye around there in case any of those individuals showed up. So you were providing covert protection. Okay. For a period before you were sent somewhere else, so... You've dealt with Millie. Whether she recognizes you or not, it's a different question. Okay. So, do you want to know something interesting about Millie, or do you want to have have her owe you a debt? I think at this point, it would be better to have something interesting known about her. Hey, Millie, what's an interesting fact about you? <laughs> Stand up and tell us three things about yourself. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Something interesting. 
I am on the run from the vampires that are in charge in New York City. Okay. So uh, that's why I'm keeping a low profile. That's why I'm staying away from the vampires here, is I am very much hiding out in this little town. Okay. How far away is Oak Ridge from New York? Like, is it same state? Oak Ridge is in Tennessee. (laughs) Okay, thank you. It's very far. (laughs) Oak Ridge is East Tennessee. It's... She ran home. Okay. Probably the last place she thought they would know to look in a place where she knew she'd probably be able to stay safe because you've got at least one friend in Oak Ridge who's kind of scary sometimes. Okay. And business connections. Did the protection work I did, would this be in Oak Ridge? Yes, that w- it would have been in Oak Ridge. So you see and immediately recognize, oh, that's Millie Elza. What do you do once you realize, oh, hey, that's Millie, and she's being very obvious about trying to looking for somebody while being very obvious about trying to not look like she's looking for somebody. I think Isabel is going to walk up and sit next to Millie. Is this seat taken? And then sit down without really waiting for an answer. (laughs) Millie absolutely, like, waves her hand and is like, not at all please join me hi i'm millie yes i know i'm isabel what does isabel look like the main thing you really realize about her is her eyes she has like dark hair in a bit of a almost a pixie cut black hair but the main thing is about her eyes she has gray irises that tend to change hue And sometimes, if you look at them long enough, you can see them move. Like, the colors in the iris move a little bit. Cool. Millie, would you like to roll to see how much you actually know about Isabel? Sure, I would love to. I don't know if you would have been fully aware that she was there. That is a nine. Oh. Right. I'll tell you what most people know about them. Isabel is a fae who has a knack for changing her appearance. Works with George to gather information sometimes. You probably suspect that Isabel was one of the people George had helping protect you when you first got here. Got it. Also based with the fact that she's very familiar with you. Yeah. Delightful. So I am not off-put by the fact that she's very familiar with me. Yeah. Maybe just a moment of, hang on, wait a- oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe a little disconcerting at first, and then it's like, okay, yeah, this is- That's fair. As long as I know that you have a reason to know who I am. Also, sorry, just to clarify really quickly, pronouns she, her, or- She, her, yeah. Okay, thank you. Isabel is going to get a drink herself for a moment and then slightly turn to Millie and be like, you know, you're not doing a very good job of being subtle about watching them. Either the door or the group. Well, what can I say? I'm just very nervous and excited. I don't go on many dates these days, you see. And she's going to not subtly look at the door again. Because she's not subtle, but she's fairly okay at lying. I mean, it's the perfect cover to cover the not-subtlety. Theater. But what happens when 
the main target walks in and you're no longer watching the door. You'll just be watching them. I think Millie, her face sort of freezes in her very, like, warm and welcoming smile that's sort of her default. And there is a moment of wild panic in her eyes as they go to the door and then to Isabel. And then she goes a little bit petulantly. She'll be like, I I would probably still look at the door, even though she absolutely knows she would not have. Isabel just sort of smiles. (laughs) Okay. Not prodding at that. Well, I think we're here for the same reasons, more or less. So could try helping each other with it well i love making new friends what are your plans when your date shows up Mm, well i was thinking maybe going to a table ordering food that's the next step in dates is it not so your plan is to go off just the two of you somewhere i mean off into one of the tables? Oh, sure. I just meant... This is a restaurant. Unless you wanted to join, like a double date, or... I feel like you need more people for that one. (laughs) No, I just meant there's, you know, such a big crowd here. It feels like it would be difficult to get someone off alone. And, you know... If it's a first date and you don't know really know the person, it can be a little scary to isolate yourself is all. Us girls should stick together is all I'm saying. Okay. I'll agree to that. I hope I'm not the only one lost in this metaphor. (laughs) I am entirely enjoying this because they're talking right past each other. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because you've you've got vampire, then you've got Say nonsense. It's just. It's really great. Because also, I'm like 95% sure George told you do not engage with the stranger at all. You strict orders to stay back oh, and yeah. observe. No. You not to directly that's engage fair. him. This is information. That's that's not exactly what she meant, but yeah, that's that's not. <laughs> I think that might have been how Millie read it. Millie's definitely <laughs> thinking that what Isabel said is that when the stranger shows up, Isabel is gonna try and get the stranger off alone somewhere. No. And Millie's like, "You're gonna die though. Maybe don't do that." <laughs> when you try we to talk this in code, person, but you don't know each other enough. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. All right. So, should we grab for a table and wait for our uh, dates there? Or? Well, my worry is if we ask for a table, we might be put further from where we are and in a position that's less than ideal. That's true. I mean, I'm perfectly happy sitting at the bar with you if you want to just. Gossip. It certainly looks less suspicious if there's two of us. That is very true. And one person can watch the table while the other one casually watches the door. Yeah. <laughs> the one that can actually do casual, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Millie doesn't understand the meaning of the word casual. So while this is going on, Angel, what are you doing? She's just chilling. This likely isn't her first stakeout situation. Yeah, 
You, you got some stuff to keep you from getting too bored. You've got snacks. Mm -hmm. You have your ghost cat snuggled up in your lap napping, and it's adorable. I think Millie has probably sent a text just to update Angel that there are more people involved than originally thought. Does Millie know if Angel knows George? That's so many... <laughs> I'll tell you this, Angel does not know George. Great. So you would have no reason to believe she does. <laughs> Most of the people who are even aware of George are people who either work for him or have been here for a long time. In that case, Millie has probably texted something like, Ran into a friend of a friend who's here for similar reasons, so we're keeping each other company. Name. Uh, and I will just send Isabel as that is all I have. You know Isabel. Isabel. I know Isabel. You can trust her. She's a good sort. Millie sends back, like, a smiling face, a dancing girl, and a lipstick. <laughs> I have no clue what that's supposed to mean. Millie sends back a thumbs up. She didn't send that. I'd, I have no idea what that means, by the way. That was just out loud, like, as she's looking at her phone, like... Oh. <laughs> she's talking to Shadow in her lap. <laughs> she just assumes that means everything's good. Shadow just blinks up at you, look at the little grumpy that you walk up, and just snuggles deeper into your lap, which is a very odd sensation, but she does this a lot. Now you definitely can't leave. So it's a good thing it's stakeout time. You live here now. And I think uh, Millie would also open, like, a text file on her phone and just type something that's like, I have backup in the car outside, and just lean over to show it to Isabel like she's, or Isabel like she's showing her something on her phone just in case they're being listened to. Mm -hmm. I think Isabel's gonna look at it and be like, oh, that's a really interesting picture. Hmm. Would I know that Millie knows Angel? I have no idea. Probably not. I don't okay. think so. Angel keeps the part of her life, her parts of her life, very separate from each other. <laughs> well, now they're going to cross a bit. So you did kind of expose Millie's one of Millie's problematic exes on your show, but most people don't know that's the connection. Yeah. Okay. You have no idea who she's talking about, unless you watch my show and are familiar with who her ex-boyfriend is. He's one of the vampires in New York that she's hiding from, you see. Uh, Although I think he might have yeah, been killed. Well, if he was in jail, then he probably wouldn't have been one of the ones you were told to look out for. Okay. I don't remember if he ended up in jail or dead, but either way. You didn't ask too many questions, so he wouldn't have been on your list of, here are people that might try and kill me. Okay. Okay, I think I will message for getaway or in case things get bad. And then, like, what do you think about this picture? And I will look at it and just be enthusiastically like, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a valid answer. Oh, I guess I wasn't clear on that part. <laughs> Millie knows so little and is just doing her best, you guys. Yeah, she is. I love this so much. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be real. If Chip goes south and Millie called you for help, you'd come in and be back up. 
potentially, <laughs> depending on how south it's going. I love the yeah. face that it says probably not unless the building's on fire, then maybe. It would depend on who the trouble was with, because she's set on following the stranger. Gotcha, gotcha. And neither of these two are power, so she's not beholden to help them. True, 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 true. I, that's why um, I had to think. I was like, wait, vampire is power. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> so much for protecting your informants, but all right. You don't know. So as you all are settling in and kind of looking around and getting a feel, I would like you to both roll to study a place of power since this is a gathering spot. And I'm going to say, yeah, roll with power. The wizards wouldn't be here unless they... Okay. Basically, own this spot. There's some random mortals here, but. Okay. I got another 11. So, I rolled a 2, but I have a minus 1. So, I rolled a Ooh. 1, which is a thing you can't do on two <laughs> dice. Oh. Mm. I mean, if you can roll negatives in a d20 based system. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so let's let's start with let's start with the success first. So, Isabel, you're good at this. So you're watching casually, just people watching. I skimming over people, listening to bits and pieces of the conversation. There are a couple people are talking about there was a murder at the theater. They don't. Some of them don't know who it is. Some of them say they think it was someone named Cass, maybe. There are different rumors about who or what did it, specifically. It seems to be that the story that is being touted is that she was killed by a ghost. But not a lot of people really believe that. There's some general grumblings about the stranger and the influence they have in the city. They've been able to get some decisions made with little effort while some people have been trying to push for actually important changes for a while and getting absolutely nowhere. And you specifically clock someone who seems very miffed with the stranger and roll to put a face to a name again with night. Oh, with night? Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's a five. You don't recognize who this person is, and you feel like they're starting to say something that could be useful when you're distracted by a movement off to the side and you see someone coming in, and it's one of those you don't recognize him, but you just know. That's the stranger. It's because you specifically don't recognize him, but he seems way too familiar with people in this town. And looking at him, he almost looks like just an average person. Tall, dark hair, dark eyes, but there's just something alluring about him. Like, he holds everything you've ever wanted. But there's also something that feels just wrong in the air mm. and he clocks both of you but neither of you notice as he goes to sit down to the table okay neither no neither of us notice they clocks us okay nope has millie noticed him 
I feel like everyone more okay. or less notices to a certain degree, okay. even if they don't look. But Billy, I think you it's more of you know the feeling. That wrong feeling, that feeling that's still lingering in your theater. I think it's very lucky that he gives off this feeling because everything else about him just feels like one of her, you know, future mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Tall, dark, and powerful, my goodness. And he sits down on the far side of the table, so you won't be able to hear what he's saying, but he can see you. And he sits down between the two sort of leaders of the old man, John Statton and John Howe. The COO and lead legal counsel. I know we won't be able to hear him, but will we be able to see him while he's talking? Yeah. Is this one of those situations where, like, if you're good at reading lips, you might be able to pick some stuff up, or is he too far away for that? He might be close enough. Also, are you going to text Angel that he's here? Oh yeah, definitely. Probably just something like, Oh good, the party's getting started. Smiley face. That is concerning phrasing to someone who is not in the room. Obviously the party can't start till the guest of honor shows up. Good point. I was going to say, that's how Angel would take it. <laughs> yeah. Also, Angel, your cat kind of wakes up from her nap and is just kind of staring out the window towards the restaurant. It's all right, Shadow. Sometimes cats are more aware than humans, especially um, special ghost cats. Wonderful. I don't think she's a special ghost cat. She's just a ghost cat. <laughs> well, she's special because she, she's your ghost cat. Well, yeah. Or you're her human. So I think Millie will probably elbow Isabel and be like, well, look at that tall drink of water that just came in. Reminds me of a few co-workers I know, but worse. She says sort of without moving her lips very much. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? Um, never mind. Um, I have one more thing to show you. And then she quickly sort of texts Reminds me of some of my co-workers, but worse. Oh, mm, you'll have to introduce me to your co-workers at some point. Also, I feel like we should trade numbers. We've just become such fast friends. Yes, I think that would be very helpful. Millie will probably pass her phone over to get the contact info and then probably make like a group chat so that it's Angel and Isabel and... Millie? Okay. We just got all the group texts going on. Yeah. She was born a hundred years ago, but she is very hip with the technology. Thank you. Especially the social-minded technology. Does Isabel have Angel's number? Like, from when they worked together previously? That is a good question. Or a way to contact Angel? I feel like there's some method. She would have her number, yeah. Okay. Or like one of those Google numbers that routes to your number but isn't your actual number. Yeah. So yeah, you you have a way. So I think the, the group text probably starts out with something like, Yay, sightseeing party at Calhoun's! Exclamation point, exclamation point, smiley face, heart. 
<laughs> no response from Angel? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think Isabel, since she was given sort of a fake number, well, not a fake number, but not like the actual text number, she wouldn't necessarily know who Angel is on there. So she'd be like, are you planning on joining us or to start this? And then she sort of glances at Millie. Party or... Angel, you recognize the number. Isabel, it's Angel. Oh. Okay, that makes things somewhat easier. Hey. Angel's not even gonna bother with code while over text. <laughs> she just... <laughs> I'm outside. Hmm. Okay. And I will be until they leave. Alright. I mean to follow him, so just let me know when he leaves. Angel's professional. She's got this. She just sort of goes, okay. And then goes back to doing her thing. So I guess at this point, Millie is just like squinting really hard at the mirror in, again, the most obvious display of paying way too hard of attention to this group because she's not actively being spoken to. So is she able to see them saying anything? Should I roll something for it? First, roll to keep your cool to see just how blatantly obvious it is exactly what you're doing. Mm. So, roll with spirit. Fair. I don't think my move for that applies in this situation. But that is unfortunate, because I have a minus one to spirit, so... Roll well. That's actually not going to matter much, because I did roll an 11, so that's a 10. All right, all is well. <laughs> Everyone that sees you doing this just thinks you're trying to read labels on the white bottle and on the bottles, so um, no one's going to pay attention to you. They're just gonna leave you be. I was gonna say, if there was an optometrist in the building, they'd probably try to slip you through a card, but there's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you are just very casually squinting very hard to read their lips in the mirror roll to figure someone out. So, roll with mine. Alright. So that's a 10. Okay. <laughs> that's good, because um, they can't exactly ask you a question, because otherwise they'd be able to ask you a question. So, on a hit, ask two. You can twist these a bit, because you're watching a little bit of everyone. So I think the first one will be what they're hoping to get from this. And I don't know if that, in this case, applies to the stranger or the wizard gathering. Please interpret that, that as you will. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this question is suitable for the stranger. But I think Millie is highly interested in knowing how to get the stranger in her debt. <laughs> that would be a bad idea, but... <laughs> Very bad idea. But he does look like everything you've ever wanted. Oh no, her only weakness. And that's that's fair. So, for what is your character hoping to get? As you're watching the conversation, you're also watching, like, the body language as the wizards around the table are talking to the stranger. And you notice... Most of them appear to be wanting to please him, 
wanting to like be on his good side, possibly like because they want to get something from him. Probably power or influence, but they want something from him. He has something that they want, which they are the wizards who almost basically run this city. So that's got to be something serious. But you notice specifically because some of the old men were in more like managerial roles at the lab when the grimoire was discovered before it became like a went from being controlled by scientists to wizards. But there were some who were level or level who were like actual scientists. They were the first ones to study from it, including William Thompson, John Chambers. I'm reading through Zad's notes because they made some very fun characters for me to play with. And Theodore Marin. The way they seem to be talking to him is very different. They don't like him. They resent him for some reason, but they are not speaking out against him. It's almost like when you're dealing with someone you want to see gone, but you can't do anything because they have you bent over a barrel. Got it. So as opposed to having something that they want, he has something that they don't want people to know. Interesting. So, one way or another, he has all these influential people wrapped around his little finger. So maybe that's sort of also my second question, is instead of the stranger, it's about the wizards, and he has some blackmail on them of some sort. Yeah, so, what are you changing the second question to? Oh, I was just saying, there's not really a way to get the stranger to owe a debt to Billy. So the knowledge that the there's some information that the stranger has that the wizards don't want people to know. The fact that there's some sort of blackmail on the table is probably something close to that. So you want to know what that blackmail is so the wizards will owe you. I mean, I think that's a goal, but I don't know that that role necessarily provides that information if that makes sense yeah i mean you can ask a different question on the table and just use that information later because that could be useful because one of your goals in general is to weaken the stranger's hold Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i mean we've kind of established who's pulling the strings (laughs) yeah i feel like a lot of the questions there are kind of at least on the surface level we know And without getting closer or having conversations with them, it doesn't necessarily make sense to gain that information any further. Like, I feel like we might have learned as much as possible from the distance, knowing that there's wizards that resent the stranger, the stranger has information that he's using to blackmail them, and that they are basically trying to just keep him happy. I'll give you an extra bit you catch parts of the conversation and I think you focus in on this because one of the ones he appears to be blackmailing you see him mouth the word Cass something about the investigation and the stranger turns to him very sharply and the gist of what he's saying is 
we know what happened. The story is exactly as we said. It was an unfortunate accident. She crossed an angry, vengeful spirit. It's very, very tragic. Such a bright young life. We should honor what she meant to this town. Someone starts to mention something about the meeting she had with them, and he cuts them off with the look, and you'll notice the blackmail ones look angry. The others, some of them look a little guilty. Others don't seem to care. And then the conversation moves on. Okay. So, Isabel, what are you doing? While Melly is squinting at the glass and no one is seeming to think that's weird. I was gonna have Isabel help Millie out, but Millie did just fine by herself, so... Yeah. I mean, I I can nudge that you did notice there was a table that you felt like you were talking about something important if you want to see other conversations going on now that the stranger's here. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Do you want to look at the whole crowd, or...? I think maybe the the person that Isabel, like, started to notice but couldn't quite put her finger on and mentioned Cass as well. I don't remember, did I say she meant... Or was that a different person? That, that was at a different table. You didn't catch... She was starting to say... They were starting to say something, but... Roll to figure someone out. So it'd be rolling with mine. Okay. Okay, that's an eight. Okay, so on a hit, ask two. I will add for the beef question. Well, at least one of them is kind of glaring over at the stranger occasionally. Actually, to give another helpful tidbit, um, it's it looks like a family there. Okay. So a woman and man and there's another woman at the table and as one of the women shifts so you can see um, there's like a police badge. Off duty cop cop on their lunch break. Mm. And a lot of the cops in this city are wolves. I think what is their beef with the stranger? What is your second question going to be? Because this will be stuff you learn by casually listening into their conversation. I think it's... How would I put them in my debt? Okay. That one fits. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, I'll say this happens. They're sitting closer to the stranger's table than you are. Okay. So they're able to hear more of the conversation and... This happens a little bit after one of them brings up Cass. You notice that one of the women at the table, they kind of perk up when they hear that and then turn away and like, I can't believe they're interfering with an investigation. There's no way that a ghost did that. There are no malevolent spirits. There are some troublesome ones, but... We didn't even get a chance to investigate. I'm just so in. The other one's like, "Honey, calm. We don't. We don't need to talk about this now. Just stay calm. We can talk about this when we get home. Just need to keep our heads down, okay?" And as the one woman's trying to comfort, like get the officer to calm down, just 
I swear, I know that creep's gotta be involved. If I could just find something proving that he's dirty, I could get him out of this town. She quickly gets, like, very casually shushed. Find something dirty, like, on the stranger? Yeah. Okay. They want the stranger out of this town. Yeah. And that seems to be a very common sentiment. <laughs> and I think... She calms down, looks around, and... Because she gets on seven to nine, they ask one of you as well. As she's looking around, she looks at you for a second. And looks like she's trying to size you up. You get the feeling she knows you're listening. She's trying to size up your reaction. To kind of figure out, basically, who's pulling your strings. Okay. Then I think they catch... At one point, Isabel sort of pulled out a pendant that looks like... It's just full of, like, mist and fog. It's just very moving. You can't always... If you just sort of glance at it, you assume, like, it's glitter or something. But if you look at it for a while, you realize it's not. And within it, and the person was able to actually get a look at this because she's sort of fiddling with it, is she sees the crest of her court. If that would make sense. Yeah. The, the mark of who, basically, who you serve. Yeah. Who's court. Yeah. Well, I say court, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. As you're fiddling with it, you just kind of get it to stop for just long enough and her eyes lock, lock on that. And she just focuses on that for a second and then looks back up and gives you a nod and then goes back to her conversation. Okay. Feel bad, Angel doesn't have a lot to do. Angel's just hanging out with her cat. Tempest Multi is a production of Theodore Social. Changing reality one story at a time. It is an actual play podcast using Urban Shadows 2E Quick Start Guide, and it's set once again in the town of Oak Ridge, Tennessee. I am your keeper and producer. Hi there, I'm Maria Perry. I'm playing Millie Elza, your local vampy vampire. I am Ava Rogers. I will be playing Angel Day, the sworn. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.com.